You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot button internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning. This is Bennett Kelly. We're broadcasting live from the Internet Law Center here in Santa Monica. Um, please be seated. We got a great show for you today. Once again, um, we have two of our best friends here, and we're going to do a, a kind of review of the year's heroes and zeros, a tradition we've had for many years now. And um, since this is 2019, We'll also be doing them not just for this year, but also in the second half of the show, we'll be focusing on the heroes and zeros for the entire decade. So with me are our good friends, um, Brenda Christensen and Dan Tynan. Um, Brenda is the CEO of Stellar Public Relations, and Dan is a renowned um, freelance writer on all things privacy and, and tech and um He's formerly the editor-in-chief of Yahoo Tech, and he has nothing but kind things to say about his former employer. Um, so, only on the record. <laughs> well, well, welcome, welcome to you both. It's great to have you back. And um, so it's an interesting year. And one thing I thought in terms of starting off is that as we are at the end of the decade, is this anything like what you thought it would be at the start of the decade. Well, I'm still waiting for my jetpack. <laughs> Me too. I put an order in early and it hasn't arrived yet. And I'm really pissed because I got it on Amazon Prime. So it really should have been here a long time ago. And Brenda? Um, I'm with Dan. I've been waiting. I'm actually still waiting for my amphibious vehicle. Ooh. You know, I don't care if it's electric, but yeah. I remember when I was a little girl, I, I saw a demo of an amphibious car, and I thought, yeah, that's what I'm going to be driving when I'm 18. Still hasn't <laughs> well, happened. And I, well, won't, I won't say how long ago that was, but let's just say that it, they should be here by now. Well, this will date us, but if you remember Volkswagen's The Thing, which was yeah. one of the worst named cars ever. But I also thought the bug, didn't the bug float? Oh, 
Only no. in those Disney movies. In the oh, okay. Herbie, the Herbie, in the Herbie had, it had yeah. to be Herbie. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, one thing I saw that I thought was interesting this year um, was that, and that and the reason why I started with the, you know, it, this whole waking up the, the morning after a bender and it's 2019 and like, how the hell do we get here? And you, you had this um, kind of exposition by uh, two of you know, the, some of the most influential people in internet history. Um, earlier in the year, you had Tim Berners-Lee celebrating the 30th anniversary of the web and asking the, the basic question, is this the web we want or need? And um, last year he asked the question, and we've reached this milestone where 50% of the population is connected to the internet. Um, the question isn't whether we can connect the remaining 50%. The question is, will they want to be? Which is you know, a, a disturbing question from someone who created the World Wide Web. And then this fall, um, UCLA celebrated the 50th anniversary of the internet when um, the famous message from Leonard mm -hmm. Kleinrock at UCLA to um, Stanford that was meant to be log in, um, you know, kind of the first internet communication and only end up to be low, which he actually found to be quite prophetic. Lo and behold, look what we got. But, you know, he was advocating uh, at that celebration that, you know, we have to restore the internet to you know, its original promise. And, you know, it has to be free, open, and trusted. So, um, that's why I, I named both Kleinrock and um, Burns Lee heroes, you know, for stepping up and reminding us of, you know, that we've, we've gone off course. Well, Ben, if I can interject here, um, <clears throat> I think that's an excellent question. You know, will, you know, our kids or our kids' kids want to be connected to the internet? But a more important question is, will they have a choice? That's true. Will they be born connected? Will you be able to escape it? Right. I mean, dealing with the government, you know, will you be, you know, to the extent that either the government is well, isn't local 5G. or, yeah, it's cheaper 5G to record people. It's designed to bring the internet to everything, literally thing, uh, and every place. That's a good question. Yeah. So um, who, who would you have on your heroes list? Me personally? Yes. Um, well, we share one we talked about earlier offline. But I'm going to bring up another one, Julie K. Brown. She is the Miami Herald reporter who stayed with Jeffrey Epstein's story for years. Yes. And finally brought it to light in an amazing series in the Miami Herald that was last uh, October, November. Um, and just, well, it, it, it changed a lot of lives, including Jeffrey Epstein's um, and Prince Andrew's. Yes. But I think, you know, it's a story that I think that has legs and we're going to learn about for years to come. But it was really just the dogged efforts of one reporter and, you know, then the team of reporters from the Herald. Who refused to give up. Yeah. They refused Definitely. to give that story up. Yeah. And you, and you said we share one. Who's that? Well, Greta Thunberg. Yes. Yes. Who was named Times um, Person of the Year today. Yeah, I just saw that. Um, so what about you, Brenda? Who's on your heroes list? And just for the record... Um, um, my list is on our show notes, which are on cyberlawradio.wordpress.com. So check them out there. But Brenda, give us a hero. <laughs> well, we'll you guys have both mentioned. Part. Yeah, right. You guys have both mentioned two of mine: um, Tim Berners-Lee, of course, and Greta. Um, I have a little different spin on the Greta one, though. I mean, there's a lot of attention put on carbon footprints 
on, um, you know, air travel, you know, which I totally get, but there's a ton of carbon footprint on people using cell phones. Um, Those cell phone towers require a lot. You know, I launched the first cell phone. I'm going to date myself in 1990 um, for NEC. And those cell phone towers emit a lot of CO2 because they have to be cooled um, by fans and AC units. So um, that one kind of goes hand in hand with Tim Berners-Lee about us always, you know, being 24-7 connected. And will we be able to disconnect and um, give up, you know, that connectivity for carbon footprint? This is, these are the dilemmas, I think, you know, of the decade looking forward into the next decade. decade. There was something I saw yesterday, I'm just trying to find it, that actually we're at the point where the carbon imprint of digital technology has not only surpassed um, that of airplanes, but it's about to double. Yep. And, uh, yeah, especially with all the streaming and Netflix. And, you know, back in the, the, the 80s, I launched a lot of these multi-level malls for the Taubman Company, who, by the way, was good friends with Trump and um, all the other Epstein gang, which I'll get to later, my zeros. But um, they're being turned into server farms, these yep. old abandoned malls. So. That actually during the um, doc, during the dot com crash, that actually happened in downtown Los Angeles, where rents were really cheap, and so they bought them up and made them server farms, which you know um, businesses in that area hated because you know this flame may not surprise you, but um, servers don't go out to lunch, they don't <laughs> they don't they don't buy right. stuff at shopping centers and nearby, and so yeah, um, it, it can be a problem. So why don't um, why don't you lead us off as we drift over to the dark side um, and give us a, give us a zero. Um, my zero is Bill Gates, um, especially through my PR lens. He's trying to evade and um, avoid the Epstein scandal. I want to know why he was in his New York home. I know any one of us who are who were in his abode would certainly feel uncomfortable at best. Maybe right. not Dan. Just kidding. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But um, yeah, that that is my. I think I had an unholy trifecta last year. My unholy trifecta this year is Epstein, Bill Gates, and um, Prince Andrew, because yeah. he's kind of did the the pitch at Palace, and now I'm calling it the pedo at Palace. Ooh. <laughs> So have you but, seen the um, have you seen the Jeffrey Epstein um, Christmas ornament? It says this didn't hang itself. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. It's for but real. You can buy the it. Creep, the super the super creep factor for me is that I handled worldwide public relations for Mr. Taubman, who was a mentor to Mr. Trump and Mr. Wexner in the eighties. And um, all of these guys would come to headquarters while I was there. And now, you know, I'm running through the back of my mind, like really what was really going on here, you know, Victoria's secret and um, Epstein and Epstein was his financial advisor, Mr. Wexner. And so anyway, yeah, it's, it's really horrifying. So I, I, I think they've lowered the bar. It's in, in the ground for zero zero so three <laughs> okay dan take a swing 
Okay, so I have actually a, a pair of, of Zero and a Hero. And the Zero is the people at Peloton who released that ad <laughs> that went viral. Yeah. Where the poor, terrified woman who's already skinny is forced to ride that bike every day or God knows what happens to her. Yeah. <laughs> but she just has this look of terror in her eyes. And then I have a, a, a hero on that, which is Ryan Reynolds, who took that actress and put her in a gin commercial. Yes. <laughs> and just her stunned look at her stunned look at the start of that commercial. Like yes, he, yes. he gave me what? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was a nice little pairing of, of zero and hero. But you know, in the Peloton folks, they had to release a statement about how, oh, it's a shame that people misinterpreted our ad and yeah, not really. No, not really. <laughs> um you gotta wonder what they were thinking. I mean, did they not see that Black Mirror episode? where people are forced to ride an extra cycle all day. <laughs> I mean, come on. I have not, I have not seen Black Shield, but anyway. <laughs> Black Mirror, um, they have to ride an extra cycle all day to earn credits. If they don't, they get punished. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sure that that ad company probably just lost a client. Yeah. Um, Although the ads are running still, or cycling, Peloton lost a billion say. dollars in value. Peloton stock dropped a billion dollars. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I guess their next, yeah, and also the prior ad had that Queen song, Fat Bottom Girl. That didn't go too well. But um, <laughs> just, no, that's not real. I just made that up. But any of that would be, that would be fitting. Um, so I'm going to throw out a zero since I haven't yet. And there, there's so many to choose from, frankly. Um, and one thing that's been is disturbing is uh, in Freedom House annual um, Freedom on the Net report, they talk about uh, the increasing, the number of people that live in a world where censorship is occurring, internet censorship is occurring. And, you know, for example, in places you'd be surprised, like India. Um, if you live in Kashmir in India, you, long, you had no access to the internet for probably half of the year. And so I'm going to name the, the countries like China and Saudi Arabia and others engaging in internet censorship as uh, my zeros. Although I'm actually I'm going to talk about that more in the second half. And uh, I'll throw one in. Obviously, um, there's some obvious people we can mention, but I'll throw in one that's maybe not as high profile, and that's PewDiePie. Oh, yeah. And he is the internet's top gamer, um, reached a, what, a billion YouTube followers, but is, has made some famous anti-Semitic remarks. And when he tried to make good by get, making a donation to the Anti-Defamation League, he then rescinded the donation when his anti-Semitic followers um, got mad. And yeah. uh, so um, it's, it's sad. And it's emblematic of really what's going on in the internet. And I, I joke that the Vatican actually has a patron saint of the internet. It's a Saint Isidore of Seville who created the first kind of encyclopedia. So the internet is somewhat encyclopedic. Um, but he also was famously anti-Semitic. And so I kind of thought, wow, that's perfect. That, that kind of describes the internet. You know, it, it's it's uh, this vast source of information, and it's also full of um, hate and that seems to aptly fit the bill. I'll throw in another zero. Um, Stephanie Corey. Okay. Who's that? 
she until about two days ago was CEO of Away and Away. Oh yes, you know, one of those internet unicorns. They make overpriced luggage for, for mm-hmm. uh, yuppies, basically, but modern equivalent of yuppies. But they have they um, advertise a lot on the radio. They advertise a ton, and they're like a darling because they're one of those you know direct to consumer companies that everyone likes to write about. Yeah. Only it turns out that you know, and and I appreciate Stephanie, Stephanie Curry for one thing which is that she proves that it's not just all men who are a-holes. <laughs> she's, she, the Verge wrote a story about her a week ago uh, that basically outlined all the things, how she's been abusing all of her employees on Slack. Wow. Uh, and she's just like this classic hard-driving. She's like 29 years old, and she's this classic hard-driving CEO, or she was until a few days ago. Uh, and, you know, it's the epitome of, you know, this whole the flip side of the, oh, isn't, you know, this – technology miracle wonderful we're creating so much wealth for a handful of people we're you know changing the world uh and we're doing it by you know being the same as you know 19th century robber barons right and actually let me i'm going to be talking about this is actually this afternoon um in a presentation for the california bar but um the number of laws enacted this year in sacramento uh, aside from the you know the giant privacy bill that goes into effect and um January, but one of them was a, a law dealing with who's an employee and who's a contractor, and, and it tackled head-on the whole issue of the gig economy and are those people employees or not. And it was interesting. There's a statement in the legislation, the report that accompanies the excuse me legislation, and um, and so they said that. Um, you know, just because someone, um, you know, you have a business model that doesn't alter um, and create, but if it's premised on exploiting workers so that um, you, know, you can get that competitive advantage, um, you know, just because you, you do it by a, ma- a mobile app, that doesn't change the fact that these guys are employees. And, uh, and they mentioned that it's worth noting <laughs> Um, talking about the gig economy, and they said an internet application, no matter how clever, cannot turn lead to gold. Misclassification is misclassification. A company that utilizes the independent contract model to undercut the employer-based model to cut costs and achieve profitability or scale a company that misclassifies its workers, the historical reality is the capitalist marketplace and the state's need to protect workers are not repealed by clever branding initiative, killer application, or product placement and Netflix special. So hats off to the legislature for taking on the gig economy. And there was a lot of strong opposition. So, yeah. but um, anyone else, um, we're probably going to take a break shortly and then we'll shift to the um, heroes and zeros for the decade. Brenda? Um, I've got another zero, um, like once again, Mark Zuckerberg, but this time, you know, in cahoots with China and, um, you know, their social media ranking of citizens this is a really deadly omen moving forward, you know, in the 2020s. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of backlash against, you know, the Kardashian culture. Um, now there's cancel culture and, you know, Billie Eilish and those types of um, in that generation, they're, they're kind of going against that. Um, these women are dressing in, you know, um, boxy clothing so people can't, you know, see 
their body shape and frame. And um, it's really interesting to see how the cultural impact of social media now that we're at the end of the decade going into the next one. And um, how, once again, we see how technology can be used for good, but it can also be used for evil. I want to sing, mention a couple of people as, uh, as heroes because they, they do deserve to be singled out. One is, uh, I don't know if any of you have shifted to MeWe, and which you know, is really hard to say fast, but um, and that is the new social media network that's taking on Facebook. And, um, and it is... I'm getting some traction. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard of it until you mentioned it. Yeah, and I, you know, a number of people, you know, like influencers, um, are on there. I mean, um, Dahlia Lithwick. I don't know if you follow. You know, she's had, she's been able to migrate a lot of her followers over, and so yeah, I've been on there a couple weeks. It's still, you know, getting its its uh, traction, but it's it's gaining steam. And uh, another person I like to sing around is Katie Hill, the the former congressman who was a victim of revenge porn and, and kind of forced to resign because of that. And although, you know, some people don't think you know, she really should have resigned and that's, that's her personal choice. But I think, you know, one thing about the tragedy that someone who represents victims of revenge porn was that she spoke openly about the pain of it, what she went through, how she even contemplated suicide. And, I, and since so many people, you know, don't want to talk about this, you know, they, they, they want to be anonymous and, uh, and right, rightfully so to have a victim give a voice to what this does to women, I thought was, was a really brave thing for her doing and great for the movement. And because of that, um, we've seen the number of sponsors from the bill go from something like in the twenties to now in the seventies. And who knows, maybe next year, this will actually pass a federal revenge porn law. So I would give her definitely on my hero list. But um, one of, um, someone on my hero list is uh, my producer, Brasco, who was informing me this would be a good time to take a break. So we're going to take a short <laughs> break. When we come back, you'll be listening to Cyber Law and Business Report only on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Four. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2020 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2020. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. 
Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2020 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Are you a PPC professional? Would you like a mountain of resources that will help you fine-tune your skills? Join the Paid Search Association, the only nonprofit organization dedicated to serving managers of Google, Microsoft, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter advertising accounts. Check it out at www.paidsearch.org. That's www.paidsearch.org. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back. This is Bennett Kelly. You're listening to Cyber Law and Business Report. And we're doing our annual year-end Heroes and Zeros, except this year is also the end of the decade. And so our illustrious guests, Dan Tynden and Brenda Christensen, are going to walk us through some of the heroes and zeros of the decade. And um, my time goes by fast, doesn't it? Um, and yet we don't age. It's that's right. That, I'm not that officially on the record, and that is one of the benefits of doing radio. <laughs> just getting that, just being getting that out there. Um, so, dealing with this end of decades, that um, does anyone want to start off with? It? At least let's start positive. With the heroes. That's gonna be tough. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I will start with Susan Fowler, um, and I think you can probably trace the Me Too movement back to Susan Fowler. Yes, in fact, I named her as a hero a few years ago. Yes, yes, because she was the um, employee at Uber, mid-level executive who wrote about sexual harassment and the bro culture at Uber. And that just created a cascade of events, both at Uber and in the world at large. And I think, you know, it, you know, it's hard to pick one spot or one source for this. I think Ronan Farrow also had a huge amount to do with it, the reporter for The New Yorker. Right. But, but I think Susan Fowler really started the ball rolling. So she's a hero. And and going back to that point, um, there's also the woman who, who just came forward and, and gave her real name, and, and I know it's not coming to it at the moment, but who stood forward against Brock Turner. And oh, right. I, I think that we, that was another incident, in, concurrent, yeah. I'm not sure which predated each other, where the old woman was finding her voice. And now I'm trying to think of the other, um, the woman from um, the venture capital firm who then later ran Reddit, uh, Ellen Powell. Um, oh yes, yeah. Right. She was it all. All those you know kind of happened at the same time, and and somehow it, it, once you get to the hashtag, women found their voice. And Speak. that kind of riffs off of my heroes for the decade. If I can jump in, is you know Virginia Jeffrey who came oh, out yeah. against Prince Andrew. What courage that took. Taylor yes. Swift coming out against the music industry, mm. and you know pointing out all its flaws and its abuses. Um, you know, same with me too, right? Um, so there's just kind of this general theme of it's really abuse of power, really. Um, whether it's sexual or business, it's it's really kind of under the whole umbrella of that abuse of power against anyone, really. You know, um, transgender movement, all of that. Um, all of those people are heroes. And you want to hear something strange about Taylor Swift in here in Los Angeles? is that um, 
you know, there was actually a banner um, to her um, in the Staples Center because I guess she set some record for um, sellouts. And it was Kobe Bryant arranged it as a, a kind of a gift for her, and, and it hangs and, you know, for all shows at the Staples Center. Well, apparently, um, the Los Angeles Kings hockey team that hasn't won a Stanley Cup since 2014 has somehow blamed its decline in fortunes to the, the raising of said banner. And during their games, they cover it and black it out. And the, uh, and the effect of the, um, the blacking out Taylor Swift is that they're still one of the worst hockey teams in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to mention a, a hero, two heroes actually, quickly. Um, one is Daniel Citron, and she's been an ongoing hero throughout the, these these broadcasts. And and this year, she was actually named a, a MacArthur Fellow, you know, the Genius Grants from MacArthur Foundation, for her work in um, being kind of a thought leader in the battle against online harassment and revenge porn. And um, she used to be at University of Maryland Law School. Now she's at Boston U. And uh, so I want to say congratulations to her. But someone who's also, and she's been a guest on this show, who some of you may, one of you may know, is Cashmere Hill, who's just done incredible work wherever she's done. And very privacy-centric stuff. And really, you know, explaining it in a way that's understandable consumers. And, you know, her piece on how she tried to disconnect from you know the big tech companies, Google, Microsoft, Facebook, and what that meant um, was I thought Legion. So I want to give a hats off to her. She was been on the show a couple of times. Yeah, I, think she, I think she did one of our year ends, uh, for our first year end show. But uh, so, do you guys want to stay on positive, or you want to stumble into the dark side? I have I have actually a suggestion. I'm a, and this is more of a discussion topic um, for someone who could be one or the what or the other or both. And, and that is Edward Snowden. I debated that. Um, I'm more, yes, I, would, I have him on my list. I'm more inclined to consider him a hero than a zero than I would be for Assange. I almost concluded oh, Assange yeah. as a zero. Assange is definitely, he's sub-zero, actually. He's like a really expensive yeah. freezer. But he's going, he's going out with Pamela Anderson, so, I mean, I don't think he really cares. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and, uh, you know, I think Snowden did a, a service to the world, uh, you know, with his, uh, you know, with what he exposed, at least in terms of the possibilities of a totalitarian government, which I think we're discovering now. Um, right. But right. also, he served the Russian Russians' interests, and you know, you know, I'm and sort of revising China. my opinion in China. I, I mean, mean, also he, just in, in light of the the obvious complicity with Julian Assange and Russia. Uh, I'm starting to wonder whose side he's on. Right. And you got to understand, I was really pissed when he, when he did the release because it was at, right at a moment when uh, the Obama administration was really putting pressure on China for hack, you know, hacking and, uh, and abuse. Mm -hmm. And there, it was right before the, the famous summit that the two leaders had in Palm Springs. And this kind of gave, gave them um, some breathing room because, hey, look what the U.S. is doing. And uh, and so that, I, the timing could have been coincidental or not. That's what just made me suspect. Yeah. 
The way I reconciled uh, Snowden and Assange on my list is I, I kind of made them, I push, you know, they went from zero to hero. And then I realized what I was talking about is the whistleblower culture. Yeah, is, right. um, yeah that's, that's a hero, you know. But um, the argument I made about Assange, and you look at, you know, a famous whistleblower in American history, Daniel Ellsberg. Right. You know, he stepped forward, he released it. And then said, you know, was willing to accept the consequences, and ultimately he was acquitted because it turns, you know, they had, the Nixon administration had spied on him and done all this illegal stuff. But um, Assange, Snowden, you know, they they've done it and they did it and ran, and um, you know, so that's one difference. Whereas, and also in, you know, obviously we're talking about impeachment, although this isn't necessarily you know, related to the internet, but, you know, the people that step forward to um, whistleblow and the whole Ukraine scandal, you know, they did it within the defined legal regime for doing so. Yeah. And uh, whereas these guys were somewhat vigilantes. Right. Yeah. I think Snowden said he had tried to go up, up the chain a little bit. But he was an independent contractor. He worked for, um, I can't remember the name, the company. It's, um, he didn't actually work for the NSA. Booz Allen. Booz right. yeah. Allen. Right. And it's not really independent contractor, but that's another discussion. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> They're an independent contractor of the government like Boeing is, which is another zero. But Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and again, not internet related, but you know, the way they cover, covered up. You know, what they knew about those planes is is just very alarming, and the fact that you know, we're rushing to greenlight them back in in service. Yeah, but I have a very short list of heroes for this last decade. I think maybe it has something to do with like you know limited memory resources in my brain. That could be uh, it. <laughs> but, or maybe it's just because you know the 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 stories that really stick with you are the ones that are scary. And you know, there have been. I guess the problem with the heroes is that you know, for when you're talking for a decade, you're trying to get someone who is persistently a hero throughout the decade. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, heroes come, they rise to the occasion and you know, they're not always called for throughout the entire decade. And there are some who step forward. I also named Max Schrems, you know, the Austrian activist right. who, you know, who really um, brought privacy to the forefront in Europe. And um, ironically came here to the United States as a, visiting studio at Santa Clara. And what triggered the whole thing was uh, someone from Facebook came over and did a presentation to his class and knew Jack about European privacy law. And that's kind of like, he was, that was his aha moment. Uh -huh. And, uh, and you know, I don't know if that person is still employed at Facebook, but um, if they are, they, they probably know that they, they opened the can of worms, but someone would eventually got there. Um, I want to. Um, do, you, do you want to lead? And wants to lead off on the dark side. Well, I have kind of like a group. I have a grouping. Okay. I, I was thinking about my various zeros over the last decade, and I realized they kind of fall into a broad category, which I'm calling toxic CEOs and billionaire bros. Okay. Let's, and, let's hear who, who's in the club. Who's in the club? Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos. Yes. Uh, Travis Kalanick, of course. I think he's right. supposed to child for this one. Uh, Peter Thiel. Yes. Who's stepping his way towards liber libertarian fatherland? Um, <clears throat> Zuckerberg. Um, Adam Newman, Newman from WeWork. Yes. Martin Winterkorn from Volkswagen. Yes. You know, with the, with, in the emissions yeah. scandal. 
Um, and I'm trying to think of the name of the guy, Shrekley. Martin Shrekley? Yes, I know who you mean. Yes, who was the pharma dude who ended up doing time for something else entirely, but jacked up um, the price of a medicine by 5,000%. And he bought um, the music catalog of... All right. What's yeah, the... so Shrekley. Yeah. Playing two clan. Thank yeah. you. And... Um, yeah. You know, there's a bunch. There's a whole bunch, you know, of these. Yeah, I, I did the same. I, I put it under bro culture. And that yeah. could be women, too, you know, bro right. culture. And and the one guy that didn't make your list that made mine was Elon Musk. He's a guy. Yes. You know. Yes. I mean, and, and then, the Cam, you know, the Cambridge Analytica scandal, you know, right. with Mark Zuckerberg. You know, it's just, anyway. I put yeah. Facebook, but, I, you know, I, I mainly meant Zuckerberg, although, um, you know, lean forward Cheryl is also part of the big part of the problem there. And, exactly. uh, you know, yeah. uh, no one has done more to undercut confidence in the internet, I think, than Facebook and Zuckerberg. And, um, and there's a quote, apparently, where he said early in the Facebook's, um, you know, growth, he said, they trust me, dumb fucks. And yeah. uh, well, we're not as dumb as we used to be, although we're just as fucked. But um, <laughs> I, I think you know, the future, a lot of people think you know, future, Facebook's future is, is limited because of a lack of trust of it. But it's just so persistent in people's lives. How do people move on? Yeah, well. well. And, and then the king of that list is Harvey Weinstein. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, he's, a, he's a zero of the century. You know, he's just, yeah, just disgusting. And and the weird thing is he, he's trying to make a comeback, as is, who's the comedian that likes to masturbate in front of other comedians? Louis C.K. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm not shaking your hand, but... Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I think Louis has a better chance than, than Harvey, hopefully. Right. But, yeah, nonetheless, yes, it's like... Uh, is there a period of time? I mean, is there some sort of like, okay, you have to wait X number of months before you can go back into the pool? Yeah, I, I think that's that's the weird thing. I, but there is that whole thing that, well, when Kathy Griffin, I don't know if you've seen her movie or her, her latest show, but um, when she was, her whole career was imploding over the, you know, Shakespeare, is it Shakespeare or Greek tragedy inspired photo of her holding, you know, the severed Trump's head. Right. Um, the Jim Carrey called her and, you know, she's in tears. And he said, you know, you don't see the opportunity here. Right now, you're the most famous comic in the world. And while she was like, everyone was canceling her concerts in the U.S. And she even lost sponsorship for, wait for it, Squatty Potty. <laughs> Um, but then she went on tour in Europe and she came back and had sellout shows in Radio City Music Hall and um, Carnegie Hall. And, you know, so things can change. So the fame itself, regardless of how bad the publicity, sometimes can still be a godsend. I just thought of another one, Bill Cosby. I mean, yes. that was just yeah. stunning. And, but you actually, know, you have talk, a, about, yeah. talk about a Greek tragedy. You know, right. that was just stunning, right? And, and But you do have a hero. I mean, the unsung hero of this whole thing is was, I forget the comedian, but there's this African-American comedian who was making Cosby rape jokes. 
And, you know, and so it became this murmur in the community. So fun, someone finally yeah. stepped forward. Harrison Burris. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so um, we talked a little bit about the zeros I have where the, um, let's see, right now in social media, um, applications and communications applications were blocked in at least 20, um, 20 different countries last year. And um, in addition, um, we've had reports that, you know, China, Iran, North Korea, Russia are actually, you know, state sponsoring cyber attacks. And so they're definitely on my uh, zero list for the decade because, you know, that, that's be, that will become an increasing problem. Now you look at one of the um, Petya um, ransomware attacks that actually was, in essence, an attack on Ukraine by Russia that spread globally. The main goal was to set, shut down Ukraine's financial sector, um, but it, because of the interconnectedness of the internet, it it's became a global virus. Yeah, well, I think, you know, and I keep talking about this, and eventually, unfortunately, will happen, which is an attack on the power grid. Yes, that is, that's always been the nightmare scenario. Yeah. And you, you, you hear of it, um, or not, not just the power grid, too, well, but also infrastructure. What if someone shuts off the water? Yeah, well, I mean, Russia attacked Ukraine's uh, infrastructure um, four or five years ago in this yes. month. Uh, and so there was, it was, you know, it's funny how everything's starting in the Ukraine. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, I find that interesting. Um, go but go We're going to see it here. We will eventually see it here. And it might not be Russia. It might be China. It might be Iran. I mean, we did attack Iran's nuclear centrifuges. We started it. Yeah. Right? So uh, with Stuxnet. So, and, and yeah. we did a show on that. And the, the, one, the, the, trouble, the one problem with Stuxnet is compared to the atomic bomb is you know, the atomic bomb blows up there's yeah. really very little evidence of, you know obviously you see what happens um stuxnet once it's detected you now handed a very valuable weapon to your target yeah yeah and it's basically it's like a template for um you know it, it can be used as a template for attacking any similar what's called the SCADA system which are the systems that that run power plants um, and you can take, you know, the guts of Stuxnet and change it and apply it to almost any SCADA system. Right. Now, North Korea is threatening some Christmas present to the United States. I mean, do you yes. think it could be a cyber attack or another missile, you know, a threat, you know, flying a missile over Japan or... or I, think a, a a, the um, interview. I think they're, um, they're making their own sequel to that terrible movie. Oh, that I, I was. My guess was that um, it is kind of funny. Uh, my my guess is that we're going to unleash a bunch of Korean barbers to inflict that stupid haircut on America. But um, boy bands, oh, that's funny. Korean boy bands everywhere. We're all going to look like we're all going to look like Mo. <laughs> I have one more for the decade, real quickly. It could be another hero or zero, and that's artificial intelligence, right? I mean. I think um, my Alexa just got insulted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be invasive, right? Um, and we're talking about social media, but really it's, you know, it's up well, against the algorithms, right? Well, right, related to that is the whole concern about fake, um, you know, deep fakes. And, uh, you know, yes. when, you know, it's come up in exactly. revenge porn, but there are people who are concerned it's going to come up in political ads. Absolutely. Uh, you, you could have a picture of, 
you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I don't know if they're even still around, but I don't remember the publication Weekly World News. Oh, yeah. And um, they actually were sued for defamation once, and their defense was everyone knows we're not, you know, this is bullshit. And um, which I, I'm sure wasn't necessarily <laughs> the best defense, but every presidential election, they always had a photo of each candidate, you know, the, the Democrat and the Republican candidate separately. Um, they had the headline of them shaking hands with an alien. And, and, and clearly that was a joke, right? And sometimes I remember seeing a picture of Bush holding up the, the, the headline. But you know, now you can have a deep fake. Granted, it's not going to be an alien, but you could have, um, you know, show a, a candidate with, you know, whoever the enemy du jour is. Right. And, uh, and that, that could be alarming. Yeah, I actually do predict, I made this prediction that uh, this election cycle, 2020, we're going to see at least one deep fake video have an impact on one of the elections in the U.S. Which one, the national? You think one of the I don't know if it'll be national. I think it might just be local or even state, but I do think there could be, there's going to be deep fakes that are going to fool people. You know, I, I had a candidate, I have a friend who's on, on the city council and his first election um, he ran for a state assembly in a, a very uh, Armenian-heavy district, and he's Armenian. And he said what was amazing was how on Armenian TV, which isn't really, you know, most of the reporters at the LA Times don't, don't speak Armenian, that they could just make shit up and say, like, really weird things. And, um, and it wouldn't get any press, but it, it would influence people. And... Uh, and so, yeah, I think it may be a local election because there isn't the infrastructure to report on it and to counter it. That's right. where it would be dangerous. So we're closing the decade. Are, are you guys optimistic or are you guys pessimistic? <laughs> I'm, I'm pessimistic. I went out and bought a 1976 Corvette. It's great. Nobody can track me in it. It has, it has no computer on board. It's just pure muscle and power. And, um, you know, so I'm going to probably ditch the minivan and uh, figure a compromise my physical safety for my, um, for my, wow. my privacy, for privacy any day. Right. Well, yeah. we're going to take, take a quick break. We're going to get back. We're going to get to Dan's. Um, I'm sure he's going to give us an optimistic viewpoint, but we'll be right <laughs> after these messages. You're listening to Cyber Law and Business Report only on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Online, anytime. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. All right, we are the best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we were back and we were giving uh, projections for the year or decade ahead, and Brenda gave us a quite uplifting viewpoint. And so now we're turning to Dan Tynan, Mr. Sunshine. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, Mr. Sunshine. Yes, that's me. Um, you know, that, thank you for the two-minute break so I could think about something positive. Uh, and I did. Uh, I think what we're going to see, and you alluded to this earlier, MeWe, the social network that isn't Facebook, I think we're going to start to see a lot more alternatives like that. I think we're going to – we've already started to see, ironically, apps that teach you how to use your phone less, Right. Yes. We're starting to see the concern about screen time. We're starting to see a backlash to this. Oh, everything is connected and isn't it wonderful? So um, I think we'll see more of that. I think think there'll be technology free zones in in various places where they say, okay, you know, for whatever, however they manage to do it, you know, maybe you don't have to be logged on all the time. Uh, I think we're going to start to see that. Well, you have that movement in Italy, slow cities Mm. and, um, for for some of you, slow cities means no. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to mansplain. Um, any event, but yeah, I mean, just the idea of we, we no cell phones in restaurants. Um, you know, we're we're not going to be that culture. We're going to be where you sit yeah. down for a meal, you drink some wine, and you enjoy life. And uh, I, I was in looking through, you know, the tweets and stories from this year. Um, I see this next year and decade as, for lack of a better word, the reckoning. Mm. That I, I think the last year, last decade of abuse, the last decade of unregulation is going to end. And, uh, and so I'm seeing that trend parallel with that trend. And I don't know if you've read, my, read anything about that, but I get a sense that who, what's the group after millennials? Is it the X generation? Gen Z. Or? Gen Z. I see Gen Z as being more skeptical of technology and less inclined to plug in to the same extent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that, could, that trend could fuel other you know, movements such as MeWe or other things in, concurrent with the, you know, the reckoning that's going on. And the California privacy law, you know, it's a landmark event 
And, yeah. and I did say that with a New England accent, but um, <laughs> <laughs> as I hear that echo, um, but it's the start. Other states are going to act. Congress may have to act. And it's just the beginning of laws where people have said, okay, it's time. Um, you know, we, we've trusted these people to try to figure it out. Now it's time for the adults to step in and say, okay, here's what's going to happen. Now, I'm not sure saying they'll necessarily get it right, but it, you know, the reckoning is coming in my view. Should I say that? Should I say that with a preacher voice? The reckoning is coming. Throw some echo on. Say amen. It. Say amen, everyone. Hallelujah. I am named after a priest, so I am entitled. But um, so, I do have a, a question. You know, we only have a minute or two left. But um, unfortunately, the, the lead singer Roxette died yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. No. And um, so, um, don't know if you're familiar with their music. But I did raise a, a very serious question on Facebook, and that is, you know, which is better? It must have been love or listen to your heart. Brenda? Didn't she do didn't she do you got the look? She got the look you too. The you, look. you like that one better? You okay. got the look. Oh yeah. A third yeah, response. Screw the balance. So. <laughs> but yeah, I'll uh, save listen. you for my singing. Listen, listen to your, um, not listen to your heart, but um, it must have been love was the was prominent and pretty, pretty woman now from the 80s. But um, so surprisingly, none of us have uttered the word of the 45th president, the name of the 45th president in this broadcast, which I thought. Can we keep it that way? We, we can. We can. <laughs> and also Bezos, you know, what a loser, you know, running all these sweat farms, you know. I, I actually did. I named Amazon as a, a a zero for this year because of all the yeah exactly the sweat mm -hmm. farms the labor abuses the um, safety abuses um, and not yeah. not just with his employees but also with the contractors you know that this whole his whole delivery system is premised yeah. on you know very you know demanding schedules that really compromise safety yeah and, and, and I, those, I, yeah and I think as I mentioned earlier this whole thing about the gig economy and some of these other um, things have come to rise like Amazon and a lot of it is just premised on using technology to reduce and what we pay employees. I mean, what, what Uber and Lyft drivers make is shameful. And you know, going back to my friend who's on the city council, when there was a debate about bringing Uber to the, the airport, I mean, he's the son of a cab driver you know, those people made a living and you know they had to pay big big amount of money to get their you know, their medallion as a cabbie, and then here comes some company that creates an app, decides to pay you know their drivers next to nothing, and all of a sudden they're, you know they're taking business away from this highly regulated, but you know um, insured safe workforce, and uh, so th that could be another backlash in the next decade is that people are going to realize that you know, to what extent our business model is really based on exploitation. And then that may have been true throughout history. You know, I don't think coal mines were exactly a, <laughs> the club men of the labor movement. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I think yeah, that could be another thing where the, the digital workforce starts exerting its rights. And there's already signs that there may be, you know, some of the companies in tech are looking at unionization. So that, that could be a trend for the future. But any last thoughts before we wrap up for this decade? 
Um, I'd say don't let the algorithms get you down. Wow. Is that an Ellen Johnson? It will be soon. <laughs> <laughs> and Brenda, you get the final word. Oh, I do. Um, I think we're going to see a trend <clears throat> toward more women in board positions, CEOs. I think there'll be um, as a result of me too, you know, they're talking about the backlash, but I, I really see an enlightenment coming of humanity in general, you know, the transgender struggle, all of that, um, you know, it's, it's about abuse of power. And I think the, the whole, um, you know, structure is being uh, re-examined and will be uh, re, uh, rebuilt by this new generation that you're talking about. And, and on that note, California just passed a law, and I think it only applies to companies of a certain size, but that um, if they have boards, um, they have to have a certain percentage of women on it. And, and what we're seeing also is globally is we're seeing the emergence of women prime ministers. I mean, New Zealand, a very young woman who not only you know, gained attention when she rose to power, um, but also gained worldwide attention um, because of her, her response to the horrific shooting. We have a 34-year-old a woman taking over in Finland. And a lot of people look to women as they see them as less corrupt. So uh, one thing that is corrupt is time because it is telling me we are out. So I want to wish all of you very happy holiday and a happy new year. And same to our listeners. Thank you for joining us once again. And um, please follow our good friends, Dan Tynan and Brendan Christian. Um, their details are on our show notes at cyberlawradio.wordpress.com. And many thanks and happy holidays and new year to our producer, um, Brasco. And that's it for me. This is Bennett Kelly. Check us out at internetlawcenter.net and have a happy and safe holiday and new year. Ciao. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.